Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. Welcome to the Arkansas AgCast for October 7th. I'm your host, Rob Anderson. This week, we talk to Congressman Bruce Westerman as he kicks off his latest Arkansas Ag Tour in the state. We also hear about this year's Arkansas Youth Expo Livestock event in Washington County, which wrapped up earlier this week. And we get the latest news on commodity markets from Arkansas Farm Bureau's Brandy Carroll. First up, Congressman Bruce Westerman takes a break from his agriculture tour in the 4th District to talk to us about spending time with row crop, catfish, and produce farmers during a roundtable discussion in Ashley County. All right, Congressman Westerman, thank you for joining me uh, today to talk about your tour here in uh, Arkansas for the, you know, for agriculture. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you've been able to see and, and do this week so far. Well, we're on our second day, and uh, yesterday we spent time in the western part of the state. Uh, got to go visit a Pilgrim's Pride uh, processing facility out in DeQueen. We also visited with some guys that uh, started a new uh, animal processing facility called JCO, and uh, it's USDA certified. It's where people who have uh, small operations, or even with large operations, if you wanted to have some beef processed locally and get a USDA certification on it, then there's an option for you there in Hope. That's where we saw that. Today we're down in southeast Arkansas, Ashley County. I had a chance to visit uh, Brady Graham's catfish farm. Uh, he produces a lot of catfish, over 5 million pounds a year of catfish. And then uh, another uh, round table here talking about all kinds of issues in row crop country here in Ashley County. And, uh, you know, the thing that really stands out to me about the 4th District is the uh, the diversity in agriculture here. I mean, from catfish to poultry to cattle to swine to timber to row crops to vegetables and produce, uh, we've really got a wide variety of ag crops that are produced here in the 4th District. And I always learn something. You know, I grew up in FFA, I studied agricultural engineering, uh, and I still learn stuff when I uh, travel around just the 4th District and see the things that are happening. Yeah. Well, so um, not to put you on the spot, but tell me something you learned today. Well, I've learned some issues that farmers have with the, uh, the CRP program. Uh, I learned issues with, with catfish. Um, you know, we, we don't have a lot of processing facilities here in Arkansas, so we grow a lot of catfish, but have to take them over to Mississippi to process them, uh, which creates concerns about uh, expanding production in the future. So I also learned that there's a lot of research and technology going into how you grow catfish and the uh, just the way you turn the water over and aerate it and the science behind that. It's really fascinating. Uh, and that's what's cool about all kinds of agriculture is the innovation that takes place. And I think most people go to their grocery store and they never give a second thought to everything that went into producing that crop, to processing it, to getting it in the store, to having a safe, reliable food supply uh, that's very economical. You know, as Americans, we spend a small portion of our disposable income uh, on the food and the, the stuff that farmers produce that benefits us every day. Yeah. So what's next? What's next for you on this tour? Well, we're going to uh, spend some more time today. Uh, we're gonna actually going to go to a sawmill over in Sparkman. And then tomorrow we'll be up in the northern part of the state along the river valley uh, and uh, 
got stuff planned all week long. So uh, you can follow us along on our social media accounts at uh, on Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Farm Bureau is following some of the stuff that we're doing as well. Absolutely, we are. Last thing, what are, what's something that you've been able to bring to the district and, and, and share with uh, farmers and folks that you've talked to along the way? Well, you know, everybody's wanting to know what's going on in Washington, D.C. What on earth is happening with these big infrastructure bills and the, uh, the reconciliation bill uh, with the debt limit? Uh, common questions. The thing that I hear over and over is that people cannot find employees. Uh, I hear it in every industry, every group that I talk to, that uh, you know, folks feel like the government's paying people not to work, and they're having to compete with that, trying to to run their businesses. We're seeing uh, failures in the supply chain, which again comes back to labor issues at ports and in transportation. So, a lot of common uh, questions, a common interest, and. Uh, a lot of the blame comes right back to the federal government. So it's good for me to get out and to hear people's concerns and be able to take those concerns back to D.C. Excellent. Well, thank you for the time today. and Thanks for being here. Yep, thank you. Next, we catch up with Eric Walker, CEO of the Arkansas Youth Expo, who tells us all about their big annual show held in Fayetteville this week and the excitement experienced by the hundreds of young participants who showed their animals. Welcome to AgCast. I'm Keith Sutton with Arkansas Farm Bureau. I have another uh, guest uh, this afternoon, and I'm really glad to get on the phone, uh, Mr. Eric Walker, who's the CEO of the Arkansas Youth Expo. And uh, Eric, you're uh, still cleaning up from the event, so this is like hot news here uh, talking about AYE. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're we're trying to get get the fairgrounds back to looking like a fairgrounds. <laughs> so, uh, y'all had this event up in Fayetteville, is that correct? Yeah, yes, sir. Here at the Washington County Fairgrounds here in Fayetteville, and I, I'll tell your listeners, I apologize. Uh, uh, about two hours of sleep the last five nights, and a lot of dust, and my voice has completely left me. So I, I apologize if I sound sound like kermit the frog or something but uh, <laughs> well we appreciate you uh, talking to us when you're right in the middle of, of trying to wrap things up uh tell folks just a little bit about what aye is arkansas youth expo you bet you bet so uh this is our second year of the arkansas youth expo and and it's it's all about the name it's about the youth and and it's a youth show and only a youth show uh kids from 5 to 21 are eligible to show as long as they're bona fide 4-h or ffa members and uh, we we exhibit uh breeding gilts and market hogs we exhibit breeding ewes and market lambs breeding does and market goats and breeding heifers and market steers and uh this year we had over 4,200 entries. Oh my uh, goodness! Over, <laughs> yep, over over 1,500 kids uh, participated. Wow! Uh, we touched every county in the state of Arkansas except four. Um, really proud of that. Had a good coverage. Uh, really, a, really a great great turnout. What uh, what do these kids uh, go away with from this experience? Uh, being able to come there and show their animals. Uh, what's the takeaway uh, that we're hoping for our kids as they do that? You bet, you bet. Well, we we just feel at the Arkansas Youth Expo that livestock exposition it 
is a great deal and a great tool to teach kids the life skills that they need to have to be successful leaders in in the future. And, and we know these kids are going to be the leaders of the ag industry here in a few years. And so we feel like having a livestock project is a great way for them to learn uh, responsibility, hard work, dedication, integrity, you know, all the traits that we as employers are looking for in, in our next yes. generation. And, uh, you know, these kids need to be rewarded. And, and that's what it's about. And, and, you know, unfortunately, not everybody can go home with the grand champion banner. Uh, but a great experience is what it's about. We had a thing called Family Fun Night where we had a bunch of inflatables and and things for the kids to kind of enjoy and unwind and, and relax. And uh, then we get in heavy and uh, hot and heavy into our actual showing and whether it's showmanship or whether it's uh, actual livestock showing. And we wrap up the wrap up the week with what we call the celebration of champions. And that's a big production that we hold in the Pauline Whitaker arena here on the U of A campus. And uh, we have a heck of a light and sound show for the kids. The kids, the kids really get excited about it. And it's, I've been told by a lot of ag teachers and a lot of parents that that's their kid's goal every year. Hey, I want to walk across stage at AYE. And, uh, so we're excited about that, and we're we're continuing to be fired up. Wes Ward, the Secretary of Agriculture, was here, and I got to visit with Wes when it was over. And, you know, Wes, he told me, he said, Eric, I was just blown away. I, I never dreamed that this was such a big deal and so many kids. And he said, it, it's amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And so it was pretty neat. And then we were also blessed um, – with, with y'all's own, Dan Wright, uh, yes. your secretary treasurer of Farm Bureau, to get to come and speak to our kids and encourage them. And we're so appreciative of Farm Bureau to be a supporter and, and for y'all to come up and see what we're doing. We had several of your board members here uh, that actually their own kids were exhibiting. And, and they've been so supportive and encouraging. Um, you know, we're I'll tell you the truth that we're trying to fit a, a state level show into a county fairground. So right. we look a little bit, di- we look a little different. We, we show out of tents in places and, and we make it work. Um, but as long as we keep our focus that it's about the kids right. and encouraging and supporting them, it works. And so it's been a good time. We've had a blast. Uh, I know, uh, uh, Eric, I have seen, gosh, dozens and dozens of Facebook posts and social media posts this week. Those kids were having an awesome time. You can tell it by looking at their faces and the pictures and videos they're putting out there. And I know, uh, you know, you'll be hoping to make something even bigger and better next year if folks just want to uh, tune in and, and find out what will be coming up. Uh, do y'all have a website where they could go and check things out? Yui. You bet, absolutely. We have an ex, uh, a website. It's ARYouthExpo.com. So AR for Arkansas, YouthExpo.com. And, uh, you know, we encourage anybody that wants to get involved, whether you want to be a volunteer or you want to be a sponsor, um, we are a completely voluntary group. Uh, no one, we have no paid staff. Uh, we all just do it out of the goodness of our heart. Oh, wow. That is incredible. Well, 
Eric, I know. Uh, and we're thankful. We, we really appreciate you while you're actually in uh, the auditorium still trying to pack things up and get ready to go home for a much-deserved rest. We thank you for taking time out to let us know how it went. We're uh, very proud of all of y'all who volunteer there and work with our kids because uh, there's a lot of kids going home happy today, I'm sure. Well, we sure hope so. Well, uh, thank you, Eric, and uh, I hope maybe next year I, I really would like to get up there myself and see what's going on, so we'll try to make that happen, and thank you very much for your time today. Hey, you bet, and we, we do. We volunteer you to come up here and do a, a podcast live, and then you can interview you a go. few of these kids maybe. So We'll make it you, happen. Farm, thank you, Farm Bureau. Thank you, Eric. Finally, Farm Bureau Director of Commodity Activities and Market Information, Brandy Carroll, brings us up to date on the very latest commodity market news. Welcome to AgCast. I'm Keith Sutton with Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm very happy to say my guest today is Brandy Carroll, who's the Director of Commodity Activities and Market Information for Farm Bureau. Brandy, uh, welcome to AgCast. We're we're always uh, pleased when you can drop in and give us some updates on the markets. And uh, there's uh, there's some pretty good news out there uh, uh, this week. So we want to kind of go down through some of the commodities and talk about what's going on. And I'm going to let you just jump right in the middle of that. Okay, I'm happy to. The big story, I guess, today is cotton. Um Harvest is only 13% complete uh, on October 3rd, so we're just getting started. Um, But smaller acreage this year uh, has meant that we've seen um, pretty steady price increases over the summer. Uh, We do have increased yield potential even on that smaller acreage. Um, The crop right now is uh, still rated 62% uh, good to excellent, which is the best – the best That's shape really the crop's good, right? been in a long time, yes. uh, especially you know in West Texas where they don't irrigate as much. Uh, for comparison, uh, last year that percentage at this this week last year was only forty percent. Oh, so so up substantially. That's right. So even on smaller acreage, you know farmers do have. It looks like the potential for a really good crop, um, and right now some really really good prices although um you know if you look at the technical factors on the chart that we'll go through a little bit um it may now be a good time to start to consider pricing your crop um the trend for the past couple of weeks has been almost vertical uh straight up um but it potentially could be running out of steam um the market gapped higher and posted huge gains yesterday, which is Wednesday of this week, right. uh, before closing near the um, bottom of the day's trading range. And already on Thursday today, when we're recording this, it's 11 o'clock, they've closed that gap on the chart. Right. So if you look at that, it could be time to really think about um, pricing part of your crop if you have not. There's not a ton of technical support because that right. trend has been so straight up. So there's not a lot of technical support above really around 89 cents. So you might want to start looking at that. Um, you know, part of what really caught the market on fire last week was uh, an export report of 571,400 bales. That was up 92% from the four-week average. 
they're that's a huge that's a jump huge up jump in I mean, weekly exports huh? right so you know that that's where a lot of that strength has come from in the past few days uh this week uh we've come down a little more down to earth at respectable but just uh, at 268,200 bales but just not what we saw last week that huge jump and so we won't see that same kind of um, of support that we saw last week, you know, from that report. And uh, China uh, has some things to do with the market right now, right? That is also true. China has been a big, um, they've returned to the market in a big way uh, for the um, for the 21 marketing year. They purchased 26% of all of our exports. Wow. So it, it's good news to have them back in the market right. and supporting prices. That's you a know. big part of the overall right, amount. Yeah. So it, it that's got to really be a help to our cotton farmers. It, it, right? it is. And, you know, having uh, China out of the market due to trade disputes, right. um, those types of things. And, you know, also we did see cotton prices just plummet in reaction to the pandemic in 2020. Yes. So we had a long way to build back up, but uh, but we have. I mean, prices have really um, shown a lot of strength over really the summer. Really finally getting back to where we need to be a little more. Absolutely. Well, September 1st, there's a new grain stocks report too, right? Right. So it's the amount of grain that we had in storage on September 1st. It was released last week. It's released right. uh, at the end of the month. So maybe not quite as good news for uh-huh. corn and soybeans in that right in that report. Uh, we did see stocks that were seen as mostly they were seen as bearish for prices. Uh, corn stocks were pegged at one point two three six billion bushels. Wow. Uh, the average trade estimate was one point one five five billion. Uh, it's still down significantly from last year, uh, where you know we carried into the marketing year last year just nearly 2 billion bushels of corn. So, I mean, comparatively speaking, we're moving in the right direction, but it was a bit bullish as it was just more than the market really expected to see um, at the time. And so, you know, we're 29% harvested nationwide. We're really just getting started on corn. Um, We've got a long way to go. Basis levels have been hit pretty hard by um, Hurricane Ida, and uh, you know the delays, delays on the on the shipping. I guess. That's right. Yeah, um, as that port in New Orleans is able to come back fully, but there's just there's quite a bit of backup, and that really has hurt basis. So, I think what we're looking at is you know lots of corn going into on farm and off farm storage. A lot of corn may not be right. sold immediately to the market, which eventually could support prices. Um, right now, the market has not reacted terribly bearishly. Uh, it's been chopping along. December has been chopping along mostly sideways. There's some resistance at 550, which has been pretty tough to overcome right now. So. Right, right. How about uh, soybean stocks? Do we know anything about that? That was in the report, too. Okay, and I thought so. That's right, yeah. So soybeans uh, stocks were um, pegged at 256 million bushels in their report. Uh, the market was expecting a carry out below 200 million bushels, so... You know, the market reaction was negative to that report yeah. as well. Um, the um, They also, sort of in an unusual move, uh, revised the size of the 2020 soybean crop in the, in the September report. So they revised that upward 
buy 80.8 million bushels. So and that's uh, USDA. You, right, USDA, yes. Revised that. Uh, yes, yes, uh, they okay. sure did. So that brings, you know, the September 1st report is so important because it's it's the end of the marketing year, the beginning right. of the new one. And so that's our carry over into the marketing years, what we're talking about here. So the November chart looks. Um, Looks bearish for soybeans. Uh, there is some support that the market is testing between uh, 1230 and 1240. Um, the basis situation with soybeans is much like it is for corn. You know, delays on the delays due to Ida. Mother basis. Nature's uh, kind of yeah. hit our farmers hard in right. so many ways, that, and right. even yeah. in the marketplace. Yeah. Well, Brandy, mm-hmm. we always appreciate you dropping in and catching everybody up on what's going on with our markets and. Uh, we'll try to talk to you again in the near future and catch everybody up once again. Sounds perfect. All Thanks right. So much. Thank you very much. That's all for another Arkansas AgCast. We'll be back next Thursday with more of the latest news in Arkansas agriculture.